You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. This week's rugby story belongs to a local lad who has had a big influence on the clubs he's played for. Clubs such as Simscroft's Amateur Rugby League, Rochdale Hornets, North Wales Crusaders, Oldham, as well as a stint in Australia. A loose forward who had many assets to his game, which made him a handful for the opposition. A great lad and a loving family man. Ladies and gents, Mr Gary Middlehurst. So, all right, mate, how have you and the family been? Uh, good, mate. Everything's fine at the minute. Not longer. Well, she's one now. I've got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, two girls, so been a bit hectic the last couple of years. Yeah, got your hands honest. full, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, before we get stuck into your rugby story, Gas, where was home for you and, and who would with you as a kid? Uh, it was a dinner. Uh, Bankfield Roder, to be honest. Right. Everyone thinks it's rough, rough light, but... It's not too bad, where it's wherever you brought up, isn't it? So yeah, of course it is, mate. Yeah, uh, just me. Si- I had a sister, and obviously mum, dad, and my sister. Yeah. So just the four of us. Right. Where, big... where did your competitive edge come from then? Did you have to just? Just me, me dad, I think. Yeah. Yeah, my dad's obviously been around the rugby all his career and stuff, played professional, and I think it's been bred into me through him, to be honest. All right, mate. Fair enough. So when did rugby become a thing for you? Soon as I could probably walk, to be honest, I think he. <laughs> I was do, that's one thing I was always going to do is play rugby because my dad coached it. As soon as he finished retired, to be honest, so okay, I was always going to go down that route. All right, mate. And who was your first club, Gas? Uh, the Tigers. Okay. The Tigers when I was. Uh, I'm trying to think well, how young I was when I started, five or six, maybe. Right, and do you remember much about them early days, mate? Uh, it was not not lords and all like we had. We had the best, probably the best team in the country. I don't think, don't think we lost a game for four or five years because we had. Wow. I think my dad and John Myler were the coach. Yeah, and we had like so Stephen Myler, yeah, uh, Adam Flanagan, Phil Wood, all all lads who played ex all ex professionals. To be honest, yeah, all could play a bit as well. Them names you just yeah, mentioned, couldn't un- Unbelievable team, to be honest. Yeah. We had. So as as a kid, did you just take it for granted you were winning, or was you just pretty switched on early doors? No, we because my dad and John were like ex-professional coaches so we was basically run like a professional team at, at such a young age so it was right. it was bred into us really from a young age like winning I know it's in kids it's like taking part but like we all we all know it's about winning don't we it is mate in, yeah, in, in the end playing. anyway yeah. yeah so mate so did you did you play a town team as a kid and if you did yeah. do you remember the process mate uh, I played like? I played every basically because we had the best team so it was basically there wasn't many teams knocking about around witness because there was. I think there was Lunteef, but there was wasn't many. So it was basically our team. What was the town team every year? Right, obviously okay. a couple of lads who didn't play for school. But I remember to be honest, because Roger, a lot of people have played for him. Roger Addison, he was, he was, he was harsh, but he was he was good for young kids. Yeah, just the way he taught, like taught you how to. He taught you how to be a man, really. Yeah, there was no hiding in in like his teams and stuff and. It was all, we always had a good. It was always good games with other, like other obviously other teams because we were such a good uh, group of kids. Yeah, and did he have you running up the hills on the golf, he mate? Yeah, everything was horrible <laughs> when he was about. He couldn't. He only couldn't even breathe when he was a kid. No, it was like like professional training to be honest. But it sets you in good stands you in good stead to be honest on it for the future. Yeah, it does, mate. It's like we're talking now, and you might not have had many opportunities to do it, but yeah, it's nice little memories, isn't it? And lads you grow up with and. Yeah, it's good the, going through all schools. Them bonds aren't changed, did he? You don't normally... You, some some you don't see, but some you keep friendships for life. Yeah. So, 
How was your transition into high school, guys? Was it easy with the rugby, or are you just an outgoing lad anyway? It was just easy. I was quite, I'm quite a shy lad to be honest in the way, but I'm right. Just to uh, keep myself to myself and that. But it's like from into school because all the same lads who went from junior school went to high school. I went to Bankfield, obviously. Yeah, and the majority of the lads from Oakfield went. They all went straight to Bankfield, so it was all the same type of click. All the Tigers right. lads. Couple yeah. went obviously Furfield and Word Eakin, but we all the majority of us stuck together, so we was all good mates from like such a young age, really. Yeah, the banky mate you play a union, guys, or has union ever been of interest as a kid? It was never yeah. I don't even think they had a you I played maybe the odd game, but I think just maybe if they had they didn't have enough numbers because it was never a, it was always a rugby league school, Bankfield. Right. I don't okay. know why, whether whether it is now, I'm not too sure, but it was never really rugby union was never really talked about. Right, yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't really promoted in junior schools for us, was it? It was it was rugby league, wasn't it? Yeah, because it's yeah. a rugby, rugby league town. It was never never promoted as rugby union, was it? So no, would you give it a go if it was put under you know, I was like, uh, in school time. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure I've, because obviously I've growing up, I've only ever watched rugby league, and obviously the divide between rugby league and union, everyone knows what that that's yeah. all about. So you probably I probably wouldn't have to be honest. Mate, fair enough. And growing up, mate, was you was you in the pivot, pivot positions, or was you, have you always been a thirteen? Uh, yeah, thirteen. But playing, I used to goal kick from literally when I started, and like it, this, it's quite funny because Steve Myler obviously kicks the goals for that, like rugby union. That yeah, he never, he ne- I kicked all the way through juniors, juniors up until sixteens. He never used to kick goals. Right, I used to do all the goal kicking. But I've, oh, yeah. not, I've I've stopped doing it. I didn't I, after I left like junior school, all the junior levels. I never I never carried it on to be honest. But yeah. I was a good I was a good goal kicker. How did you find kicking goals? Because some people find it a bit of pressure, don't they? And other people enjoyed like the the single challenge for them yeah, rather than it I, being I a used team to, challenge. It was, all, it was all right as a kid because you used to kick under sticks till about eleven, didn't you? <laughs> so it was easy. But yeah, like as you started getting older, I I enjoyed it because. As it's Blackbrook and Fat Weaver, like the good kids, and we used to get close. I used to win a few games, kicking goals from the touchline and stuff. But yeah. obviously, I've lost a few games missing kicks. But that's part and parcel of rugby, isn't it? It is, mate. Nice learning curve for you yeah. to, to grow up with. So, how, how was the school rugby compared to club rugby standard wise? It's obviously pretty similar with you group of lads all sticking together virtually. Yeah, it was. To be honest, it was it was tough. It was. I don't know whether it was hard as like Sunday rugby with the kids, but. It was just as tough because obviously, like the Wigan teams, it was always us, us and Wigan, who was yeah. like obviously the best. But say the odd team had the best players from like different, like St. Pat's, Rosebridge, or all of them. Yeah. It was good, good team. So we used to always go quite far in school competitions. Right. And it, what Wigan school was the bigger challenge? Was it John Fisher? Yeah. They was, yeah. They, I think they got the pick. I think in Wigan, they, they chose what kids went to school, didn't they, for rugby? Who was going to yeah. sign for Wigan in the future? Virtually the, the, feeder, the feeder school, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And what names, if you can remember, stand out from, from them days for you, mate? Uh, there was a couple from Wigan, to be honest. There wasn't a, there was a couple who don't, don't play now, really. Yeah. Like Matt, Matt Costello and. Uh, there was a lad called Scouts from Blackbrook. He was full back. He was like the best thing you'll ever see in your life as a kid. Yeah. But for as soon as he signed the Saints when he was a kid, 16, 17, he just disappeared. Right. Yeah, that can happen, mate, can't it? You, you, you build someone up to be that, that good and it's either the pressure, outside influences, multiple things can... Yeah, can we had Adam Flanagan. He used to score six or seven tries every game for it as a kid. 
Yeah. Like every club wanted him, but if he if he went from play from school and signed for somebody, it's probably he would have played Super League his whole life. Yeah. But I think he just obviously he just wants a different thing, to be honest. I just, yeah. I just didn't want a, the professional route. When you speak to like the generation that you have been involved with and lads know of you or fellas know of you, he's the name that always comes up. Yeah, he does. He was like the he was a lad who all like he used to play year above himself in town team. Yeah. He always like play year above himself in county and stuff. So he was like he was right. like a couple of years above himself. He was like a proper man. Yeah. So uh, was there any rep opportunities for you through your school guys? Yeah, I played played for I played for Lancashire every year. Right. Played for Northwest Counties and Lancashire every year. I used to I was I played loose forward. I was I wasn't brilliant as a kid, but I was obviously in a good team, so they stick with like the the core of each each team, don't they? Yeah. Which is not sometimes you think well, you're only getting in because you're in a good side, but I, w- I wasn't brilliant as a kid, but I was I was average to be honest. It, it maybe that's your your view in it, mate. You obviously done the right things at the right times. You don't just get picked up, mate, mate. At no, them that's sort what of I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. What people say you was picked because your dad's coaching and all stuff like that, but that always goes on, doesn't it? In, oh yeah, in you're your, younger gonna, teams and stuff. Yeah, you're never gonna you're never gonna swing them people round, are you? No. So when when did clubs start taking notice of you, mate? I never really. There was only ever one club coming. It was Witness, really. I was always right. in like the scholars, you no, know, like the, it was wasn't it was town team then, wasn't it? Now it's scholarship. Yeah. But I was always going to be because it was only around the Witness thing. Growing up, I was never really. I don't think any other clubs was interested. Right. So my dad was coach coach Warrington Academy, and yeah. he, just, he just mentioned talked about going down there. But I just obviously being from Witness and be growing up through Witness, now he'd obviously want to play for your hometown, don't you? Yeah, you do, mate. Yeah. So that was going to be the route I was always going to go, to be honest. Yeah. So, with you in the standards you were in as kids and people don't... Because as a kid, you're not aware of scouts or you, you're told all oh, these are watching, but you don't know who Tom, Dick and Harry are, do you? No, you've not. They just look like a figure, no. But would would that have would it have bothered you if that opportunity hadn't have come, mate? Would it? Uh, prob- Probably not, to be honest. Yeah. when Like, when I was 15... I think I was four, not fourteen or fifteen. I quit rugby for a year, and okay. I went playing football for Eagle Sports because my uncle, my uncle was coaching Eagle football kids. So I quit and went football, and I was actually decent at football. I was, I got like picked in the top five in, in like the, the league I played in. I got asked to go like for a couple of days at Everton when I was a right. kid. But then obviously, as soon as I'd done that, my dad, my dad said to me, <laughs> "You're not playing football anymore." Yeah, he just so basically got back into league at 16s. Then after the year, I left right. the Marie. out with Tigers. Then it was the Marie's. Like yeah. that's where he went because the Tigers folded. So yeah. then after that, I quit. Played football for a year, but then I didn't go back to all the lads. I went and played at Sims Cross under 16s instead. Right, okay. And and were your mates at Simmies that you grew uh, up yeah, with? Yeah, there's yeah a lot of school like the guys guys and Craig Shepherd. There was Dave Percy, and like all the. Quite a, me old like I'd started getting new mates. You know, as you get later in life in yeah. school and stuff, they were my mates. And when I went, like I played with all the Maddies and all all the lads growing up. And there was a bit of I didn't speak to a few of them after I joined them. Like you know, because like they're treating like a traitor. Yeah, yeah. But they was like ten times better than us. Right. We played them a couple of times in the sixteen, sixteens, and the Hammer doesn't. And then we played them in the Winners Cup final, and I think it was close. But there was, was just a, a few fell out with me over it, but. Yeah. Never tempted to go back, mate. When it when you were getting an idea, 
Uh, no, because I was, no. I was just enjoying rugby then. It was. I don't. When you get to sixteen, you're either gonna like you love it or you're just playing it to be with the lads, aren't you? Because yeah, next stage is like seventeens and eighteens then, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate. Get serious then, don't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So how how did the witness move come about? Or uh, basically, just when I was at Simmies, I was playing quite well, and then obviously they asked about the, the academy the next stage, just like seventeens. And uh, John Myler was the coach then. And obviously, I grew up with John. He was yeah. coach for all my life. And so I just, just ended up going down off the wind and then ended up getting a contract, like a kid's contract, to be honest, academy. Yeah. We didn't have the best of teams in the academy. He used to, obviously, Leeds and all that. All, he was too good. Right. I think we, we I think Witness was just like the cast-offs, you know, all Wigan, Lee, Wigan Saints, Warrington didn't want. Yeah. They was basically the lads who didn't get signed by anyone else. Who, had, who what we was left with to be honest yeah and did it did it feel like that at the time no uh, it, yeah it, I think if you didn't never got offered a contract by all the big ones you, you thought he was just a bit of a cast off didn't you yeah and witness but, uh, was an option for you if witness that was happened just, it was probably basically the last option in a way wasn't it so, yeah right mate and what did you feel there was a step up in levels from some of the rugby you played yeah you could say because they were Basically, like full. If you go from there, you're going full time training, aren't you? Yeah, but Peter, like the, the everyday fan don't get that, did he? No, we was bit, at Witness. We were just part time academy because they obviously didn't have the money like the other clubs did. They? Yeah. So then you're playing against. It was basically like men v boys. It's like, plus we were still coming out of school, so it was basically kids still going through puberty and stuff. Where you play leads and all that, they've all got beards. Yeah, mortgages. <laughs> yeah, be, be a kid, kid on the way when they're about 15. Yeah. So it's a bit different, isn't it? It's a yeah, step. No it is a massive mate. step up, like. Yeah, and what were your options leaving school, Gaz? Uh, work-wise? Yeah, or I was just, further education or whatever. I, I didn't want to go, obviously, go to college and that, so I wasn't yeah. the cleverest. I just, yeah. I wasn't, I was, I'm not saying I'm, not, I'm thick, but I just, just obviously sports, all I wanted to do was play sport. Yeah. But then I realised, obviously, I couldn't, like progress it like I wanted to so I thought I better get a job so I just got a plastering apprenticeship with one of my dad's friends right and it was probably in a way it was probably one of the best things I've done getting a trade such a young age because obviously a lot of young people sign contracts don't they with full time and then it doesn't work out so yeah you get sold the dream sort of thing don't yeah, you yeah you, you're a young kid you get you said get signed a contract for peanuts but then later down the line you could just get rid of you and you've got nothing yeah and I, I was mixing the academy life with work, mate. It was actually it wasn't too bad because we wasn't training loads. It wasn't in a day. It was only like doing bits and bobs every night. Well, you've been used to all your life, really. Yeah, they never really yeah. got took it took, took it serious at Witnesses Academy because, like you said, it was never. I think we was in League One at young the uh, league under the main one for the first year, and then they went up to the one the year after that. But then that's like I said, they're all trying to get ready to to be full time, and they worked. Working and training of a night's different. You never different mentality in it. Yeah, it is, mate. It's it's think again. It's what fans don't get. You you've still got to live a life, do things at home, jobs, houses, kids all come along, and you've got to work out what's right for you, and yeah. And... Yeah, you've got to you've got to play it a weekend, then you've got to get up and go work on a Monday. On the seven, Monday. Yeah, yeah. So how did you find going back to the amateur game? It's because don't get me wrong when you. The game was totally different when you were dominating, weren't it? It was tough and that, and yeah. the shoulder charge was allowed, and people got away with a lot more, didn't they? So, I was going back, and was it a nice reception for you, or was it? Or he thinks he's someone, or it was just the, the in a way, they do the all. You can you, when you go back to play, like 
amateur after playing like even academy or semi-professional or whatever a better standard than amateur yeah. just think like they think you're someone don't they I wouldn't know me <laughs> yeah they do I they just obviously they, they think like you've tried you like you big not big time in a way but you just think Billy Big Bollocks yeah like, Billy Big yeah. Bollocks but it's, it's not is it it's, it's, you're not trying to do that you're just trying to enjoy yourself in a way a lot of people yeah. leave like academies and stuff and just want to play with the mates yeah that's it. it doesn't suit to be pro or semi-pro, does it? They no, just... it doesn't. Some people don't take to it, do they? So... No. And the reason we all started playing, mate, was for the enjoyment, wasn't it? Yeah, that's the reason you play, yeah. playing it for the enjoyment. Of course it is, mate. So what happened with that witness spell then, mate? How did you find that first year? And First, it was weren't too bad the first year. It was good. We didn't know Still playing 13, the... sorry, guys, yeah. Uh, that's... No, I started, started getting into playing prop then. Yeah. That's what I played played prop, and then the year after was when I like got. I ended up getting a couple of Super League games, didn't I? Yeah, right. So how, that, how was that for you then? Because even though you're in the middle third, it's a different game, isn't it? Yeah, I was never a prop. I was just, I was just big. I was all, I was, I was quite chubby as a kid. Right. But then I was, I went quite, quite because obviously started the weights. Then when I, was, I never really, I never ever touched the weight until I was sixteen, until yeah. I left school. I never used to just train. Obviously, nighttime training with. The kids and that when I was younger, but then I, I just never lifted a weight. So obviously, when I went to academy, I started lifting weight. So I basically went like all me puppy. I just went dead fat, not right. fat, but I just put weight on. Yeah. And then I ended up about I think about sixteen and a half, seventeen stone, which I was never a prop. I was too slow. I've got right. I got got good hands, but I was just too slow. So, right. but then I ended to just come about playing Super League. I don't. I think they got a lot of injuries and. Stuart Spruce was the coach at the time and I knew Stuart growing up because his mum his mum lives a couple of houses down from where I've grew up my mum and dad live yeah. so I've known Stuart and just on a whim he just said you fancy a game bit short and I was like yeah go on and I think I played about five minutes and then nothing really to be honest still a great achievement mate yeah it? Played, good at a kid innit it's 18, 18 19 of course it is brilliant mate yeah, still got my jersey and my mum's so that again you've just touched on it I'm quite sentimental that's something I'd do is that something you've done throughout your rep days or yeah, I've what kept, things I've we kept, touch uh, on further on? Ev, no, I've, I think my mum's got about 10, 10 jerseys in hers and she's kept scrapbooks from being a, from when I was a kid. Class. Like all like paper The cutouts and, and that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've kept all kept all my jerseys through like my whole career, to be honest, which is yeah. it's good, isn't it, in a way? Because a lot of people like put them up in frames and that, don't they? Yeah. No, it's brilliant, mate, because it, it isn't... It, they're all achievements, aren't they? They're all memories. They're all achievements of yeah. different people in different ways, aren't they? Of course, they are, mate. But I, I do it. I'm, I'm into all that sort of thing. But yeah. no fair play. But especially under someone like Stuart Spruce, as much as you know him, he's still a bit of like a rugby idol, isn't he? And... Yeah, he was. He was one of my idols growing up, Stuart Spruce. Yeah. Like, so, because I've grew up on the same street as him. Yeah. And his mum his mom still lives there, near my mum and dad. So it's he was, he was a nice fella, to be honest. Yeah. Good stuff, mate. So, how does that spell come to an end? Is it mutual? Would you have stayed? Uh, I got actually offered a, a contract, a full time contract, but it was it was absolute peanuts compared. To, I was on an apprenticeship in work, obviously plastering. Yeah, it was just it's just not worth giving up. Which they, they never they never make an incentive for the young kids. Did they? they just no. try and get you to cheapen it's which is for nothing, and it's basically just just fill the numbers up in training, isn't it? In a way, oh, um, you're a gem sort of thing. And obviously, hopefully, it'll materialise into you being a good player and stuff. Yeah. But I just struck a bit of a friendship with Shane Millard. Right. I got start. I got on with Shane, and then 
that's how like I thought about the Australia thing. Right. So how how did how did that idea come into your head? Is that something Shane brought up? Yeah, it was just his funny look, it was his dad's his dad was a chairman of a rugby club over there called Port Macquarie Sharks and that that's it was in Port Macquarie in New South Wales. And I I just I got quite pally with him in training and stuff and he just took a bit of a shine to me. And he just said, uh, would you be interested? Obviously, you're not staying on. Would you be interested in going over for, to Australia? Because I think it was, I think it was 2021, something like that. So I just said, yeah. So me and another lad, P. Hodson, he, he played for Witness. Yeah. a couple of years older than me. He's one of me, but he's like my best mate. He's never come home. He stayed there. So we right. just went. We just went over there for, with our ex-girlfriends, four of us. He put, flew us over. He put us up in a, a place. He got us, got us both a job. Which at 21 yeah. is quite daunting in a way, but it was yeah. probably the best thing I've ever done in my life, to be honest. Yeah, so what what's coming through your head on the flight, mate? Because it's not a two-hour flight, is it? No, it's, that's what I mean. It was like what, leaving me on my dad because I've never... I was a bit of a, I'm a bit of a mummy's boy in a way, which I still am yeah. now. My missus goes mad at her part. It like, but, <laughs> but it was just it's daunting, but it was good in a way, just jump, stepping out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and, and you're doing the whole journey again, mate. Your new people, new dressing room, yeah, new not competition. Like you get the, you know what, the Australian thing in English, they don't like, they think like you come in here to take the work or do what, you know, stuff like that. They might not yeah, like you. Right. But it was, a, it was an unbelievable time where we went. Everyone yeah. was well, welcoming and that. Right. And did, did you overstay, Gas? Yeah, I uh, I ended up doing, doing a year, coming home, yeah. going back, doing another year, coming home. And then assigned, I had done two years at the same team. And then the second, the, the third team, assigned for a team called Marimbula in Canberra. It was like the other end of the country, in it? So, yeah. But then I, what I'd done was, I, they told me I was getting a sponsorship. So I went there on a holiday visa, a month's holiday visa. Yeah. And then he said to me like, oh yeah, we're sorting your, sorting your sponsorship. But then as I was coming home 11 months later, Got into the airport and he said to me, uh, can you come in this room, Mr. Midler? So I was like, oh, right, well, yeah, why, what's up? He went, oh, you're the legal immigrant. I went, what? Like, he went, like, yeah, I nearly fell out. I didn't know what to, yeah. didn't know what to do. And he, no, so I can imagine, said. mate. So he just said, oh, no, you've overstayed your visa by 11 months. I went, oh, I, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know. I had an idea that he hadn't got me sponsorship because I was yeah. in moving different jobs, you know. Yeah. Doing, like, yeah. cash jobs and stuff. And then he ended up getting, I think it was a five-year ban on him. Three thousand pound fine, something like that. Oh, that's it. sound, isn't it? Yeah. So, so I've never actually, never. And I was planned to. I signed a two-year deal with them, and they had a good year that year. So yeah. I planned to go back, but obviously, that knocked it on the head then. Right. Did they help you out with that? That, that money, guys. Yeah, they, I think not so much, no, because they tried. They tried to like fob me off about it. They said like like I knew, but I didn't know yeah. the. They told me I was on a sponsorship because it was a good club and he paid, like, paid for me flight and paid for me accommodation, the whole thing. So I thought yeah. it was sorted. Like, you just gullible, ain't you, in, in a way? Well, you just young. take someone's word, don't you, mate? Yeah, but yeah. obviously he wasn't. Right. So that you come home and, and what's next for guys now you're home, mate? I come home and I just went to sign back for Simmies then. Because right. I thought, to be honest, he had a couple of good years over there. I got yeah. in a couple of rep teams. The very first season in Australia, broke my arm off in the, in the first first friendly game. Oh, lovely. So I didn't. I was in a cast over there for ten months. I didn't play. I didn't play one game. But then the, the last year, I got in the rep team over there. So I had a good year. So I thought, obviously over there, I got quite fit, lost a lot of weight. 
yeah. so I was in the best condition I've ever been in. And then I come home and thought, I'll just go back semis and, and missed all the lads. I've been away from the lads for like basically three years. Yeah. So I thought, I just fell back in with all them, all my old, not all, so all, all mates, but it was like all the old amateur lads. So yeah. It was a good team to play for. He was probably still the best in witness, weren't he? Yeah, so yeah. I just was it like you'd back, never been away? Like, yeah, I went back playing yeah. with them for, I think it was 18 months, two years. For all the latest regarding Trot the Egg in, please add John Hetherington on Facebook, at John Heth, H-E-T-H, on Twitter, at Trot the Egg in on Twitter, and Trot underscore D underscore Egg underscore in on Instagram. On your return then, mate, was there much changed, or was it you just straight back into it? Uh, no, nothing nothing had changed, really. They were still still winning things and stuff, and nothing... nothing uh, Nothing major to change. The league still in the same in the Premier Division. Yeah. Still, it was tough. Probably one of the tough toughest leagues. Probably touching close to the Premiership in the North, uh, the conference. To be honest, how how tough it was. Right. And and did you did you come back playing thirteen? And and when you come back, was it? Did you see what was going to happen? Was about to happen? Or yeah, in a way, I yeah. come back started playing thirteen. A bit of standoff. But right. I just Where'd felt you like, prefer, mate? Sorry, uh, Lou Forward probably. Yeah, get a bit of a free roll, but not not the way they play him now. It's yeah. basically like a prop now, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you're seeing you 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 half sensed that something good was happening there, did you? Yeah, I'm not the, I'm not a big Eddie person in a way, but I've, it was it was too easy in, in yeah. like in in that type of way. It wasn't easy. It was a physical because obviously. Still only a kid in a way, but they were like grown men. But I start, it was like a lot easier than I thought it would have been. Okay. I think uh, the Australia stint like set me in good stead in a way. Got yeah, me like, I fit. It's the fittest I've ever like that was that time in me in my life was probably the fittest and the best shape I've ever been in in my life. Even yeah. when I was playing semi pro for all them years as well. It's right. Just a different remember, type of training over there. Yeah, I remember that team that you were in. And you, like, not only you, but as a team, you just were unplayable at times, weren't you? We just had the, the plays in, the best, like, unbelievable plays in, the, the, the positions. They were like, like, I probably could have played a bit of semi-pro, the whole team. Probably yeah. if you, like, come, come up against a few semi-pro teams, you beat, you could beat them in the one-off games. Obviously yeah. not with, obviously because you love going to pub after every training, having a yeah, pint after yeah. training and then have a weekend, but... It was a lot of just got a lot of ex professionals playing in it, but there's just some good some good lads who could have gone further, but obviously just like the ale too much and the crap yeah. with the lads, so they don't pursue it in a way. Yeah, did you ever get frustrated then, guys? Because you're touching on Australia, sort of toughened you up, and clearly, in your opinion, made you a better player than it, and you become accustomed to that type of competition and that type of ability around you and against you that much. Yeah, because in, in when was it Simmies? It was. Quite, quite. The odd say there's twelve teams in the league. Yeah. Ten of them you'd you beat them by fifty or sixty nil. Right. And it just it was just easy. It was like you're not, not getting what, out of that. Not mate, enjoyable, no. But then oh. a couple of couple of tough games a year, which is it's not enough in it if you want to make the step up. Yeah. You're not testing yourself against better players in a way. No. Did Did you ever take your foot off the gas because it was that easy? Insert, ins- you do it. You, you always do. You get complacent, don't you? You do. You play what's in front of you, don't you? Then? Yeah, like going away to Barrow. You've like 
they're not nice places to go, but they were, they wasn't very good. They're just big, yeah. and sometimes you make it hard work for yourselves in a way. Yeah, get dragged into that that yeah, sort of game. Like don't a dog you? fight, don't you? Yeah. So, what do you remember about your big games, mate? Like your games at at Fylde, where you've won it, and at Blackpool and that. And do you just remember just them good, fondly? Just good, that? yeah. Remember them. Yeah. Good days out. They were actually tough games because obviously, if it's a final, the other yeah. team's going to be decent. But Gosh, in a way, yeah, before you start, you know, we always knew we'd win. In the, yeah. like, didn't know how you'd win in the end, but you'd always you'd have with the quality you've got in the team, like like we had at Simmies, you just knew someone like you've got different players who just can win a games. You know, you've got that many game winners in in the side, which you yeah. always knew you'd get over the line in a way. Yeah, because we've had Paul Roberts on, and he said at times that even when things weren't going so well. They knew that you'd pull some out of the bag, guys. Oh, what playing you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even that... when like they were stuck in a rut, they knew if push had come to shove, that you'd just pull rabbit out of the hat, sort of thing. Because you we, had that in, yeah. We had a lot of players like that, to be honest, in a way. Yeah. Like we had, like so Chris Percy obviously played, and yeah. uh, Kit Bright, Kit. Well, Robbo, he was he was a skillful player. Yeah. Uh, Neil Percival probably, he's probably the what the one what didn't he could have could have probably played Super League, I'd say. He said the same, yeah. Just didn't want it. Just yeah. David Percival's the same. Yeah, I think he was probably better than Chris growing up. Yeah. But he just didn't just didn't want the the extra step. It's which is there's a lot a lot like that in a way. We had a good good mix of like good players. Yeah. And when you're winning them types of games, right, in them big occasions, are people in your ear after the game or did he find a way of getting in touch with you to have a chat with you about taking that next step? Uh, a couple, yeah. There was yeah. from Simmies. Not it, when you're at Simmies, really. It's only in Northwest Counties, isn't it? So yeah, you're never really gonna get. You never ever get scouted, really. Only unless, like, a couple of like Northwest uh, the conference teams, which that's where I went to Lees, didn't I? After yeah. Simmies, so that's how that come about. Uh, right. John Fieldhouse is good friend of my dad's. He's coached Barlow with my dad growing up for, for like for years and stuff. So. John John got the Lee's job, so that's how he ended up. My, he was miving me for years to go because he knew he was getting it. But then, yeah. which he asked me asked me to go Banky, but I'd never go there <laughs> when he was coaching them. But yeah, that's that's how I moved to Lee's after Simmy's was John, through John. Right. So what took place there? What persuaded you to give it a pop, mate? Because played a couple of years at Simmy's and got a couple of player years in the league, and then I didn't. I just thought to myself, what what else can you do? Yeah, there was stay in, just like crack on with the lads and just just carry, just obviously carry on this. But I don't. I, I wanted more because obviously the witness thing. It was just just a bit of a stalemate in a way. Yeah, I just wanted to prove that I could do it just to myself, really, not to to other people. Because I'm not I'm not too. But I'm not. I'm one. I'm not bothered what other people think about me in a way. Yeah, but on just to myself, I wanted to just have a crack at it to see if I could, and to get myself in a shot window, I had to be playing in the conference because that's like obviously. Basically, they say it's one below the, the not championship or what was it, Northern Ford then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the NFP. So that's why that's the reason I went to Leeds. And that was out of my comfort zone because that was moving to a... I didn't know. I knew two people there, uh, Ryan Fieldhouse and uh, Johnny Walker. They're the yeah. only two lads I knew. And it was... It's, well, it was a bit of a, Only half an hour there, but it was just... Everyone was like, why are you going there? You know, why are you like... just said, I just want a bit of a challenge in a way. Yeah. And did it not go down well then, mate? As much as you're not bothered. Uh, no, it actually did. Did it? Ev- yeah, everyone 
because I get on with I'm, I mean, he's quite laid back in a way, so I get I don't I, I get on with everyone in, like that. So yeah, he was like, just go for it, mate. Just enjoy yourself. If you, if you don't if you don't like it, you know you always go back. To come the back, exactly. Yeah, where, yeah, of course where you, you come from in a way. Yeah, and how did that spell it with you score, mate? And I was I was the first section and the first uh, good the first set the first couple of months. I thought no one sports me in a way. <laughs> Because in the, if you go somewhere out of town and stuff, if you come in, they must they think like, oh, he must be a good player. Yeah. So they don't. You've got to earn your respect. In, in if you're going out like things out of the comfort zone and like like the diff, like different towns, you've got to you've got to go on the pitch and prove that you're good enough to be taking one of their mates' places in a way. Yeah, and you've already done it, mate. So there's no water off a duck's back, is it? No, that's what I mean. Yeah. So that was probably that was the first year at least was unbelievable. Yeah. Won everything in in that that season. To be honest, like we the only thing we didn't win was national cup. We got beat by Queens in the final. Right. So you you pretty much become accustomed to, to winning games. I mean, yeah. What are you like before a game, guys? Uh, I do. I don't have many superstitions, but I, do, I have one. I only have one. I take my socks three times. Right. Okay. I take my socks before the warm up. Yeah. When I come in after the warm up, take the tape off and redo them, and do the same at half time. All right. It's just a just a weird thing. I've done it since I was a kid, actually. Yeah. Since but we're you... like, yeah, when it was tie up, then wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Used to do it with the tie up, but <laughs> yeah, I don't have any superstitions. Just, I just I don't really speak to people. I just put my earphones in and don't speak to anyone. Right. So do you get a bit nervy, but controlled nerves? Yeah, it's, I yeah. think like not aggression, but just like just chilled out in a way, really. Because some people have like mad do mad stuff, don't they? But I just. Yeah. Just try not to speak to anyone because so you're not in the so you can stay in your own mind frame then. Yeah. So so with all the successes at least, mate, what what comes next for you? Uh, I just I I I done the first year at least. I played. I got I got the conference player of the year that year. Yeah. So that was. But then I stayed for another year, and obviously because a few players lost, left, and then we. I just I just thought it was just. It was a good a good year. We like nearly won the league and that. But then I thought, you know what? It's I need because well, I was at Lee. I I, I thought I uh, Lee was floating around a little bit because I was yeah. obviously playing well. But they they were full time then, so and I got offered a contract off them. It was like a full time one, but like I said, it went back to like the witness thing where it was just wasn't enough money to to give up me me job in a way. Yeah, and that's one of the regrets regrets down the line. I wish I'd actually. Took him up on the offer in a way because Millward was the coach then, and they were like, "I wish I took him up on the offer and just like put I work on off. a back burner, even for a year maybe." And it yeah. was obviously a lot less money, but you never and just I don't I don't know. So that's that was one of my regrets in a way. Yeah, but maybe everything happens for a reason, mate. Depending yeah, on how you I'm, look at things, I, that's I believe in that to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, I do myself. So if if it was meant to be, mate, I think you'd have took it, wouldn't you? And, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But every environment you've gone to, you've thrived, haven't you? You've you've took it on and you've made a real good go with it, and ended up coming yeah, away with I, something. Yeah, I do. I'd like hundred percent of everything I do. To be honest, that's yeah. what I like in work. In work, I'm saying, same in life in work. I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do it proper. So not you just, make a not... coffee in the cupboard, mate. <laughs> <laughs> not just half-hearted. Yeah. No. Well, there's no point doing it otherwise, fella. Is no, there? there's not. No. Yeah. So. With with that amount of interest, mate, who who is it that reaches out? Is it an agent? Is it someone that works for the club? I actually, uh, when it started, then I actually thought should I get an agent. So, yeah. but I didn't. 
I didn't end up getting one. So then basically I got after the Lee's thing. I've not obviously I've knew John Stankovic for a while and he was a Rochdale coach. Yeah. And then that's how the first Rochdale stink come about. I right. thought well, with the Lee finger turned down, I thought to stay at Lee East and I thought I contemplate I wasn't gonna stay there for another year. I thought I'm gonna go back to Simmies. And then yeah. I have I had two good years at least, and then he just said, Do you want to come down? And I went down, I think it was only about seven or eight games left. And he ended up going down then. So that's how the semi professional thing started. It was right. in Rochdale at the, the first year. Yeah. So just before we touch on your spell at Rochdale, mate, how, when you're saying I was considering getting an agent, because obviously people know of you, don't they? And you're yeah. doing good things in just under where they're looking for you. So how, how do you go about that? Do you, do you reach out to people or do you ask people who they're with? I don't. I've not, I've had an agent in the past. I've had a, I've had I've had two to be honest. Obviously, yeah. when I got into the semi pro, I needed them because not to negotiate contracts. It's they push for the most, don't they? Yeah, of course. Which yeah, a lot yeah. a lot of people just settle for what they get because it's anything's a bonus in it with work yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So whenever it didn't have a clue, I was my dad. I was going to ask my dad in a way, but. I didn't want him to be involved too much. Yeah. Because growing up, he he was involved a lot, wasn't he? So I, I just wanted to stand on my own two feet in a way and just. So I just went nose page you play towards the end, and then I thought I thought if if it does come about, if I can, you know, carry on if it, after this season, if I get carry on play, playing well and get more interest, I'd look into getting an agent then. Yeah. But the right. first couple of years, I negotiated myself in a way. Okay. And and is it? Is it an hard do, mate? I'm not, don't get me wrong, no, by no means am I asking for, for figures and that, but... It's an hard slog, it, yeah. I was going to say, is it daunting and that? Trying to negotiate, yeah, because yeah. they try and get you as much as cheap as they can, don't they? Of course. Because then do, there's yeah. more money for the extra players. Yeah. But, but you know your worth you, you as know well. You, yeah, you know how much you're worth, to be honest. Yeah. In a team, when you're in a semi-professional team, you know who's the highest paid, and you know who's the, like, you know how much you're going to get. Yeah, is that common to, knowledge, mate, is it? Yeah, yeah. going to a meeting, you know where, what sort of level level you're at with how much you're going to get okay. max money or you try and make it up with max money or like bonuses and stuff like that yeah it's all about contracts and it's like because yeah. then if you get injured you don't get max money or you don't get bonuses no, so it's... if you you know you basically know before you go in yeah like, this is how much you want okay. you'd always start higher cause yeah yeah as long as you get room what for you think you're worth it's yeah, it's they're always dead tight, ain't they? They yeah. just party you down. Yeah, because like I've I've never been involved in it like that. The closer thing to that to me is footy manager. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's but like that's why a lot of people have agents. And to be honest, agents yeah. ain't even that. They're not even that expensive, right? They are. If some of them charge four hundred pound for like just just a, bit, just a charge, yeah, just Did to he? get you to get your contract. Yeah, you could, some, a lot of them you can forty pound a month. Or right. you can pay if you've got obviously got the money, you can pay the full thing up front, which I think yeah. it's a reasonable price. Obviously, it changes as high, obviously, Super League and stuff. Of course, it does. In yeah. the lower leagues, they're not even because you have a lot of players on the books, so yeah. you're making good money anyway. Yeah. And is it is it something you can thrash out in, a, in like one meeting, or is it back and two, back and two? Uh, depends how much they want you, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Way, yeah. Sorry to be nosy, mate. I've never no, actually I've, gone into I've that. Been in a, I've, I've been in a couple wondered. of meetings with. Yeah. It's gone on. It's gone on for a few months. Contract talks. I've had a couple like that. Hell. In different clubs, like. Yeah. But it's just it's you're old out. You're old out because you'll always get you'll always get some. Yeah, and you know what you're offered, but so do they. So they should know better, shouldn't they? 
That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. If they can pinch really... a grand off each player, they can sign another player. That, can't yeah, it's, I suppose in, in if you look way, at it like it's, that, it's mate, a business yeah. in it in a way. Yeah, and so, is that? Did you understand that, mate, when you first signed? Yeah, you know what you know. Yeah. It's, you're doing a word, or you know it's a business yeah. because when you first sign a contract, you sign for peanuts until you to see how good, how much you're worth, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So how did that eight or ten games go? Uh, it went good. It was actually yeah. all right. We got where did we get to? We got to the semi final. Got beat by Keithley in the semi-final of the. I think it was a not. Don't know if it was Northern Ford one then. Right. I played. I think the first game was off the bench, but then I played every game then. Okay, so you slotted again another yeah, environment that you fitted in. Forward, it? It was yeah. Good standard then the league one to be honest. Yeah. Not so much good now, but it's right. It was there a lot of like big boys on loan in that case? Yeah. Uh, no, no, it wasn't really thingy then. It wasn't. There was no like dual reg or loan systems then. It was just. Players who've not made Super League or yeah. a, you know, A teams and stuff, they dropped down. Yeah. Like I think in the semi final, got beat by Keithley and Dimitri was the captain for them. Oh, fair enough. So he played, and it was like it was proper good teams then. Yeah. Right. So, I'll, do you stick around? Is it something you really you're happy to do, or did you shop around? No, I stayed. I stayed the next year, but I, did, yeah. I didn't have a good year that year. Right. Because I went. I'm a bit of a hothead on a pitch. Yeah. And. I ended up, I think, I was a band for about 14 games that the year after. That's heavy, that, isn't it? Yeah, it was, I had a bad year, to be honest. Right. Just f- fighting. Yeah. Stupid, like, I think I got banned for, like, eight games. Scrapping with, I think he played, he played, played for South Wales, then, but it was uh, Dom, Dom Crosby, played for Warrington. Oh, yeah. He was on, he was on Reg for, uh, from Wigan to South Wales, then. And right. he ended up having a big, big scrap with him, and he ended up getting eight games for it. I think I like kicked him in the head or something, like so much, you know, like Russian blood, so much stupid. Yeah, yeah. And then I come back and got banned. Ended up fighting again, so I got banned. It wasn't that was probably the worst year of rugby I've had in the yeah. professional because it's not, it's not nice getting banned, is it? No, and obviously I'm not. I'm far, far from a fog. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't I get say that, shit mate. on the pitch, but I'm not. That was all. You I can't, was can a bit, you? Bit far then. Yeah. I, went, I went too far in a way. Right, so what happens in the disciplinary? Is it a few old fellas? Yeah, a couple you're of old fellas and a few ex players as well. Yeah, go to, you've got to go up to Leeds, Red Hall. Yeah, go and sit in front of like probably I think a couple of ex players and a few referees. I think Nathan McAvoy was there, he used to play centre. Oh, yeah, he, he was there the first time, and then I think he was there the second time. And thought, you, just, you get you know, you know, you're getting done. When you didn't bother, yeah, yeah, you didn't bother. Right, mate. So, what what comes off the back of that? Are they, do you stick around? Do you? No, not after after Rochdale. I start towards when I started playing towards the end of the year. I started getting a bit of interest, and North Wales Crusaders come into it then. Yeah. And uh, the I just I knew the coach Clive Griffiths was like he's a good family friend of my dad's, and he just start not long started up, and he was like just going places in a way. He was trying to. Obviously, with what happened in Super, like the Super League, they were trying to like build it back up. Yeah. And the, uh, I went round all the facilities in that sports room, and then I signed from a sign. I signed probably one of the biggest contracts I've had. Right. There because obviously he had quite a lot of money. He was just starting out, which clubs, new clubs do, don't they? Yeah. And I signed from him in the Championship one then. Right. And we signed likes of I think it was Stu Raiden. Uh, uh, David, 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 yeah, David yeah. Mill. David Mill signed. Michael Platt, he had like he threw a load of money at everyone, right? And which it worked because in we ended up winning the league, winning the league, and winning Northern Ford like the 
Prelim Cup. Yeah. That year. So, I know I, most places you've been, mate, really, other than Rochdale, because you got beaten as semi. You, you've been up there challenging, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, that's... Towards so, the, I followed the you around. Week of the year, we was... Uh, thingy, but towards the back end, there was at teams what were fighting for near the bottom, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Who, who's, who looks after you there at North Wales? And it was just a, it was just a good club. It was like a family club. Every yeah. like all the lads there, all like you know when you go to a club and like all the girlfriends get on. Yeah, that know, was it, right, it, it was it. like a, it was like a family. Yeah, yeah. And, like that's. I've just been wigging at the weekend with all 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 of them on a, a retirement party for one of them. Yeah, and it's just you know when you get you find a group and then you're like mates for life, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. And that's it. it. Comes out on the pitch then because you end up playing, you end up playing ten percent better than you would. Yeah, you made that playing, well inside runs. It's like an, in a way, it's like that. an amateur team, isn't it? Because you're playing, yeah. playing basically like your mates. I know yeah. they're not like lifelong mates, but people think, oh, you've not known long, but you can make like get good mates with people in a couple of years, can't you? Of course, you can. You... The, mate, the mates for life then. Yeah, and you put everyone's been put through the same pain as you have. Yeah, all they've, all the same, they've all had the same route to where, yeah, where you are with each other, That's isn't it? it. Similar like, backgrounds, mate. Similar issues. It's Yeah, it's rugby just creates that, I think. And it's a tough slog, not... isn't it, getting to like, professional? If you come through the amateur, it's a, it's a long road, isn't it, for some people? Yeah, mate. Like well, a late, I was a late bloomer, so it, it was for myself, in a way. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm just getting to know you now, and... You've, you've had to put a graft in, mate. You, yeah, you talk about not... comfort zones. You've gone across the other side of the world, established yourself to come home and redo it. It's not like being spoon-fed through an academy and then straight no. to Super League, is oh, it? Or private school and the other yeah, club. Yeah, stuff, and... stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So how, how long was you that Crusaders for and what were your, uh, your most think, fond memories? I think it was two. I'm not too sure if it was two or three. I think it was three years. Yeah. Just the, the first year we had was won everything and it was good. And then we took the... Got promoted to the championship then, and then that's when like good like the good money because I was probably one of the best best in the top three in the team that year. Yeah. So like the money like when you get offered the money that what you get offered you think it's, like it's ridiculous. It's like that was like it was worth me while doing doing word of word of start you know trying to get to yeah. And then the better it started paying off then thinking like oh it's actually I'm actually getting what I'm worth now. Yeah, yeah. Not being in a big-headed way, but... You've earned the right, guys. Yeah, because a lot of yeah. people don't get what the money, what they're worth, because they, they just don't... They just, like, they don't accept... They just take for le- take less, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't. I was, I was quite hard then. I thought I was quite hard by it. I thought, I'm going to stick by this. And thought, that was the last time... The year before then, I got an agent. So, yeah. my agents dealt with the, me in the next Crusaders one. Right, and... Is it is it a year to year thing or a club's? Yeah, it's just a year to year thing for, for an agent. Or if you want to, I was going to sign a two year deal with Crusaders, but we was in League One, and then I thought if we get promoted, yeah, like the money can change. You can double your money, or if you're on like bonuses, and then you're on the same next year, it doesn't work. So I've actually only ever took a one year contract with every club I've been at. Right, it's wise, mate, isn't it? Yeah, because you're yeah, playing for is, your yeah. future, and you're seeing where the, the team go as well, aren't you? Yeah. Keeps you on your toes, sort of thing. Yeah, so how did you find the championship, mate? Was you comfortable there? Good, probably the best, uh, one of the best years of rugby I've ever had, to be honest. Right. Close to, was it? Yeah, I got in team of the year. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, no, sorry, that wasn't that year. It was the following year with, with yeah. Rochdale, yeah. But right. uh, 
it was just it was good, good standard. It was like obviously the standard in championship now is ridiculous. Yeah. But they started getting full time teams in, didn't they? And it's like we start the starter Toronto coming into it and stuff like that then. Right. So it was starting could could see it building up and building up and getting harder. Yeah. But it was hard with Crusaders because we they signed a lot of because he got more money then he started spending money on stupid plays what he didn't need right you know plays who were over the hill and stuff and you just yeah just wasting money to try and attract them but they just didn't need them right and he ended up going to be honest we finished fifth and bottom and it was that year where he, he relegated five teams that's ridiculous that isn't it so he, we actually finished fifth and bottom and which was harsh and yeah. he ended up getting relegated because he was restructuring it all weren't he yeah that's ridiculous and then that, that's that. seen him off in a way that yeah but the the one thing with with Crusaders, they tend to they keep a car a car set of ads, don't they? So obviously something's good there, like you're saying. Yeah, it's always the coaching yeah. staff and all the backroom staff. They're all like they're like a family. They don't, yeah. they don't they're not more or more majority of them don't get paid. It's all like uh, charity work for them. They don't they pump all the money into him. Like the chairman was a solicitor, but he used to put all his money into the club. Right. But he didn't never took a penny out. Yeah. He didn't do see it as a business, he's just done it as a hobby. Okay, fair enough. It's an expensive one, I suppose, isn't it? <laughs> just what people, he, he loved it, he just That's loved being around thing. people and stuff like yeah. that, in a way. The game needs that, doesn't it? Yeah, a lot of clubs have them, don't they? Yeah. Just a quick reminder that Boydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Egging. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Egging, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. So you touched on it there, mate. So after that spell, you, you get married and you go travelling the world to talk us through that experience, mate. And yeah, we just we had a thing that because I've obviously been in, been in Australia myself, and then yeah, the missus always wanted to go ever since I've knew her. She's always wanted to go there, so we just we got married in July, and after the rugby season, we just said she was just. I said she was like, "Do you want to miss playing?" I was like, "To be honest, yeah." I said, "I want to break." To be honest, in a way, because it. Been a bit hectic. Yeah. We just said, uh, so we just bought, saved up for, saved all my money, rubbing money for years, just bank, banked it all. Obviously, all the work money. So we just ended up tra- going travelling. I think it was about nine months, nine or ten months we went for. Class, but mate. We start, started in America, done all like, I think it was LA, San Francisco, Miami, and Vegas. Yeah. Then we flew to, I think it was Thailand, th- flew to Thailand. We went all like to Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos, and then. Australia, uh, sorry, New Zealand for a month or so, two months, and then I think we like it was Australia for about three or four months. Just landed oh, yes. in, what did we land? Landed in Cairns and went, started doing and drove all, ended up dri- driving all the way down to Mel- Melbourne then, just for about three or four months, catching up with all people who I met over there. Yeah. Was it, was Christmas, it? I had Christmas Day with the lad who still lived there, who went with originally, yeah. the just like, just switched off. No, no phones, nothing. Yeah, no worries, no job, no yeah. bills to pay. Didn't have a house then, living at yeah. my mum and dad. So, just like no one to answer for, which is probably one of the best year I've ever had in my life in a way. Just pure freedom, mate. Just freedom, yeah. Which, yeah. Some days we'd wake up, I think we woke up in Thailand one day and it was raining and she, and she my missy said, should we get off? And just, should we just, the next day we just flew to New Zealand. <laughs> just like, yeah. just like you're doing, you know, just stuff like yeah. that. And, like we were like in Australia, we think we was in Byron Bay and we was only booked for two nights and we ended up staying for like two weeks and you know, just like starting on a on a win really, just yeah. making it up as you go along. 
Superb, mate. It's dreamy, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I've always thought about doing it, but yeah. I didn't think it'd ever happen. But it's a lot of people say, "Why'd you do it?" But you, a lot of people don't take themselves out of the comfort zone, do they? No, mate. In a way, and it's it's one of it's probably the best thing I've ever done. It's cost a lot yeah. of money, but what's money? That's you don't it, mate. Get memories. It? Well, you yeah. meet people, met people. Still in con, still stay in contact with people who we met. Met like Class. someone in. I think we met someone in. I think it was Thailand, and then ended up bumping into him in Australia in like a random hostel. Madness, that <laughs> we didn't do hotels. Right? We missed yeah. one of the most laid back people ever. We yeah. ended up staying in hostels the whole nine months, apart from a couple of maybe two weeks, and we were sharing bunk beds with like loads of fellas and women. What we didn't even know. And yeah. I didn't sleep in the same bed as my missus for like four months. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's class, but it's bad. It's good, yeah, in a way. Yeah. How did the uh, the black passport get you in? All right. Yeah, I think I've uh, <laughs> I think I've put my dad's name down there with a, a muzzy and pair of glasses and a fake nose. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> and a little hat. I was all right then. Me, me band was up. Yeah, I had to go through a bit of a more extent visa check than me missus. Like I think I paid a bit more, but okay. come back all right. Yeah, you didn't have to cough, did you, mate? No. <laughs> so what what was the crap when you come back? Was it was it uh, when I come know? back? I think it was to be honest. Uh, I come back and it was start of pre season. Had a couple of offers to be honest. I had quite a few. Yeah. But I don't. I just I ended up signing for Oldham. Right. I don't know why Oldham because obviously I played for Rochdale and it was like never used to like Oldham. I don't know why. I've never liked them. Yeah. And I think he was the coach then, Scott Naylor. Right. And when he used to play for Crusaders and Rochdale and that, he, he absolutely hated me. Yeah. <laughs> Did he tell you Mike, that? He actually, yeah, he actually told Did me. He? I met him not long after the sign. I spoke to the chair. I agreed with the chairman what I met him. And he went, I used to fucking hate you. <laughs> I had a bit of trouble with him. And there was one one occasion when I played for Crusaders against Oldham. I think it was like, a, I think we'd kick the goal off touchline to win. And I was nearly fighting with him in the dugout. <laughs> but it's probably a respect in a way, to be honest. Yeah. But he was probably he that he was probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. He was a good player as well, wasn't he? And he's there. Wasn't nice. Wasn't a nice fella. I wouldn't speak to yeah. you. So I would say, I'm I'm not your friend. Don't speak to me outside of rugby. Oh right, okay. So he was he was like he was he was hardcore like, but he was a really good coach. Yeah. How did you spell go there, mate? Good mate. We had a that's that's and then that's when it started like playing the teams who were always fighting because they just got I think just, was in the championship then. Yeah. So. We was had a good team. Soft dual reds was in into it then. Okay. So like, I was. I've never. I don't. From when I was growing up, I've never started. I've always played a game. I've never been on a bench. Yeah. And if I started getting picked on a bench, I probably would have quit because I want to play. I want to start and I want to play eighty minutes. Yeah, of course you do. So, so but a lot of dual reds and so. But I'd only just gone there and I thought, I thought I'm not. I'm not sitting on a bench with a wide place. But I never did. In a yeah. way, but it was a, it was a good tough year, but it was a good year because played Hull KR in the Challenge Cup, and we beat uh, them. Class. That and they were in Super League then. That was the year they was in Super League, and we went to Hull KR and beat them. And that was one of the best games I've been involved in. And a I good think night end, as well. ended up staying up that year. Ended yeah, up right. just staying up, which was a tough league. I think yeah. we had to beat Whitehaven at home last game of the season. We beat them, and we ended up staying up. And I think they went down. Right up there with one of your better achievements, then, mate. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a tough old slog that year because they were all good teams. It was they had like so Lee full time, I think London were full time. I think they had yeah. four or five full time teams in it, which is 
not really fair in a part-time league. Yeah, but we, no, yeah, I we get ended that. Up, we ended up staying up then. Yeah. What What's your opinion on the deal, Reg, mate? Is it is it hard going for the lads that are there? Like? Yeah, I think I think Jill Reg would be good for League One, but not Championship. Yeah, because League One, you have a lot of players who are on just pay you play, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. But it still wouldn't be fair in a way if you trained all week and and then didn't play because you wouldn't earn any money, money, would you? No. But especially not... when they're only rocking up for captain's run as well, which yeah, is not that's... their fault, is it? But, but to be honest, at Oldham and and my time at Rochdale in, in the second stint, you made them train overnight. Okay. Which is that was obviously because Scott Nearly was quite intense, and then Alan killed Shawcourt. But they used to say, "I don't think he'd, if they were playing for the the team to do red team at the weekend, they had to train a Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning." So I think he must have given them off the time off in the day. Right. Which in a way, if you're not using a player, you should have to train, shouldn't you? Yeah. Well, but he didn't like yeah. it. A lot of them did turned up and didn't. They're not going to want to be there overnight, are they? If they no. They used to train in the day. Yeah, sitting around all day playing on the PlayStation. But yeah, but that's where, like, people like yourself, you've done that sacrifice, haven't you? Yeah, like, that's what, that's what yours, goes down well with yous. Getting in from work at five o'clock, and you you still have to get in, get in the car and drive all the way to Rochdale down the yeah. sixty. Not getting in till like eleven, are you? No, that's it. And somewhere to to make it, mate. You've got to do what what you what you've done. Yeah, it's like a you've job. Got to bite the you've got to start yeah. from the bottom, haven't you? And of course, you try and work your way up. Yeah. So after that first year, mate, what what interest is in you? And uh, you I do? had a couple. To be honest, I had quite a few that year. A couple of Swinton coming for me. I think he was a coach then, John Duffy. Yeah. But I never really got on with him. Okay. I just didn't. I just. I don't know. Something good coach. Don't get me wrong, but I just didn't. Yeah. They offered me more, the most money that I've ever been offered in a way. Right. So I didn't. But then Alan Kilshaw asked me to go to Rochdale. And he ended up, that was my second stint going back then, and he ended up Oldham offered me a contract. But I, I don't know, I just don't know what it was with Oldham. It just didn't, they're all good group of lads. Yeah. But it's just, I always felt like he had an unfinished business at Rochdale. Okay. So I thought, there was still, because it was coming towards the end, I thought, I didn't want to, because I started settling down and missing, I thought, it's going to come yeah. to an end sometime. I was, I think, what was I, 33, 34, 32, 33. And I thought, I didn't, I actually didn't want to be one of them, I just carried on playing for the sake of it, for money or so far. I just want to go back to where, where it all started, really, because that is where it started in the semi pro, was in Rochdale, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. first ever. Just showing a bit of loyalty in a way, because it showed me a bit of lot, like, he started me on my path to, to the semi pro game in a way. So yeah, I thought, just... I want to. Returning a favour, being thankful. Her, yeah. yeah, yeah. And how did it go, mate? Talk us through that spell and how the well first, you The done? first year, they just got promoted. They beat to lose in the final, didn't they, of the League One. Yeah. So they'd got promoted, so I was back in the Championship. So I left right. Oldham Championship and went to Rochdale. But then that was the, probably the best year then. That was the year I got in, I think it was the League Express team of the year, yeah. yeah. And I think I was the only... I was the only... Pe- I was, there was me and I think John Davis was back row. And he, I was looking forward, and every other player in that league was full time. Right. In the team, every other player in the team who got picked was full time because there was Toulouse, Lee, Hull KR. Yeah. And I think Featherston, and they were all full time. So that was probably a big achievement in a way. Massive, mate. Yeah. Massive. Because he had and... a good year, brought me hand halfway through it, but it was only like, it was only out for four or five weeks. But yeah. Had a good year, that... ended, ended up staying up that year as well. Brilliant. How have you been with injuries, Gaz? I've had a fair few, to be honest. I've 
think Sim- Simmies, when I was first into Simmies, I broke my ankle. I got a plate in my left ankle. I broke, broke my phone playing for Simmies, had it wired. Then I broke my arm in Australia. Come home, broke me, broke me hand at, at Rochdale. I think I've had about probably 20 stitches in my head. So I've had, I've had my fur, fur few, been knocked out a few times, broke my nose. Had a fur few. So I've had a, the worst injury I ever had was at Crusaders. I've got pubic symphysis, it's called. Don't know right. if you've ever heard of it. No, mate. Like no. A, I got like a four inch turn in my pubic bone. Bloody hell. I couldn't, I couldn't get out of bed. It was just towards the end of the season, I was, I'd done rehab for about four months. It was horrendous. But then I ended up getting like, I think it was like KO surgery or something like that. Just like a, yeah. but then it that went away. But I've had a fair few to be honest. A lot of people go through and don't get any. Yeah, it's lucky like it. I've had a couple. Of, to be honest, I've had a couple of years out through through injuries in a way. Yeah, mm. and did any of them ever like what like what are you enough to consider quitting? Uh, not really, no. Because just oh. the more when you get it, you just want to get you just biting it, chomping it a bit to get back, ain't you? Yeah, you just want to you want to get back playing in a way. So. Because there's nothing worse than doing rehab and not being like not being out with the lads, you know, training and stuff. Yeah. When I done at Rochdale, I remember uh, thing he signed Dave Allen, and I know Dave through that was me last year, last year, and me and him were just sat there doing rehab for about four weeks. It was like it's horrible, isn't it? What like we just didn't want to be there. You don't even want to don't even want to turn to training, but yeah. you've got to turn up because if you don't, you won't get paid. Yeah, that's it. And it does anyone. From does anyone check in on you, make sure you're all right, or is it just to get fit, it's get just, back? You're just with the physio, the coach, to be honest. And every time you've been injured, the coach, coach is in half. If you're not on the pitch, they're not bothered, are they? No, I get that, but I so think you're just doing just left with the physio, yeah. And as soon as the physio says you're fit to play, you go back to doing contact and, tra- and then train for and then try and get back in the team, yeah. So the coaches ain't bothered, he just wants no. they're just all about winning games, ain't he? Because they don't want to lose the job themselves. Ah, fair enough, fair enough. So I was I was the second year in the champ with them then. Good, good year. We yeah. won. I think we beat a couple, run LKR close. Beat I think we beat Lee. We run it. We got beat by the the worst teams. To be honest, by more run all the good teams. Never, yeah. I've never put, gone close to Toulouse. I think I've been to Toulouse three times, and I think I've played them. But I've always been beat by sixty or seventy. Yeah, played Toronto, yeah. Toronto at home. Didn't go to Toronto, missed it because I was injured. Right. That was when I brought my hand and the lad, the lads went over there, which I was gutted about, to be honest, because I thought yeah. when they come into the league, I thought that was one of the things I was looking forward to. Yeah, about the box you team, loads, Every lad who's been over there told me it's like, like an unreal experience. So that was yeah. gutted about that, but it's life, isn't it? It is, mate, it is. So how, how long was you at Rochdale for on that second spell? Uh, that was I think three years, I think, I'd done. Yeah. And then... The last season, I got in, got injured again. I think I kept just like loads of niggly injuries. I cut my head, yeah. stitches, missed a few games, and just like I think I dislocated my thumb, didn't break like. And then I just, just I was just floating round towards like just getting physio, and just I thought I didn't couldn't see me. I just didn't want to get fit to come back, and I thought that's when I knew it was time to call. Just when, when I knew, I thought time to wrap it in a way. Yeah. So no, I, think I think I, I just walked away. I could have stayed. I wasn't one of them. I was going to stay and just like, you know, just get me money. Yeah. I had about four months left and I thought, they weren't the richest of clubs and I thought, I'm not going to do that because I've got more models and that in a way. I wasn't that type of person. I wasn't motivated by money. Yeah. 
I obviously wanted paying for what you're worth in a way, but I wasn't. I just didn't stay there. I just come to an agreement. Just said I'll, I'll just walk away, and you can just pay me up to where I'm up to, and then, you know, just use money for whatever and stuff like that. Yeah. And then finished early in a way. Finished on a yeah. not a sour note, but didn't get to finish the season. Yeah, like they, like a light. Yeah, they'd have appreciated that, and and you've sort of you've sort of walked the way happy knowing you've probably got a lot further than you'd have thought you would have, even though other people have seen your your ability. Yeah, I was all and that. I was never confident playing wise. Crazy, but, really. Yeah, it's mad, like, really. Yeah. A lot of some people are, ain't he? Maybe if he yeah. had that confidence. I thought he had the potential to play, not when I was a kid, but when I went back to playing semi-pro from Leeds, I thought I thought I could have played Super League. Yeah. I think I was one. I just you can hear the saying, don't you, Mister Boat? And I think I was actually one of them players what did. Yeah. Because I thought if I got the opportunity, that's why I regret not signing for Leeds. If I got the opportunity to play Super League when I was maybe, I'd say back late twenties, early thirties, I think I could have could have held me on in a way. Yeah, establish yourself there maybe. Yeah, as a regular yeah. player, week in week yeah. out, just a full basically. Because I was always fit. Yeah. Basically, like a, a full time environment for the year. Yeah, you have. I don't. I just, in it. I just wouldn't. I just obviously a lot of people said that to me, but yeah. I, I wouldn't change anything I've done, mate. To be honest. No, exactly, mate. Look at what you've achieved. Yeah, it's through been, doing what you've done. I've made like you, like everyone says, don't you? Make mates for life through rugby. Of course you do. And you might not have made them through a full time environment because a lot of overseas players and all like come and go, don't he? Yeah. But round semi pro, they're still all playing it. Like when you move on. You, like when I first started, I was playing when I for retired, I was playing against lads who have known for years. Yeah. They're in the same boat as me, part time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was good. Brilliant, mate. So has anyone ever asked you to stay involved in the game? Uh yes. In a way they have. They've asked me to do a couple the couple like I was would have go down like kids teams and that, but yeah. I wasn't I wasn't like my dad in a way. Every as soon as I've retired, I said I'd never have anything to do with it. Okay. That's the reason I want. I've got two girls now. Yeah. And if it, I'd, I've never wanted kid. I've never wanted a boy. Yeah. I just, I want, I just wanted g- uh, girls because I didn't. I didn't want to be put in that environment again. Yeah. I've, I've had Fair my time. I've had my time. You know, around the rugby scene and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And the sport, like the sports side of it. So that's why I wanted that. And which has been took out me, out my hands anyway. Which is a good way. I go yeah. to gymnastics on a Sunday or dancing instead of. Sitting on a cold, standing in a cold field, screaming yeah. at kids. Sounds a bit better, mate. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like to go down and to yeah. not. I don't know. Maybe kids, teenagers type of thingy in the future. Not in a minute because I'm just. I want to see my kids grow up. Of course, you do. A lot of people, if you do, you don't. A lot of people miss the kids growing up when it's do that much into sport, don't they? Unless yeah, the kids it takes play, over. it takes yeah. over your life, doesn't it? So I didn't. Mate, I didn't yeah. be one. Of, didn't want to be one of them dads. Which my dad never. My dad, dad was an amazing dad growing up. Yeah. he was like. But he, I was because he played. I was playing, which is the best thing he's ever done. He's pushed me into playing rugby. Yeah, because I am where I am today, doing and like doing met people, exactly met the people along the way in it. Yeah, brilliant, mate. So, did we at the Wids never get in your ear to come and have a go, mate? Or did Brian, Eddie, not try and get uh, you to ball? No, I, actually, I had when I was just not the year after the Quick Crusaders. Clive Griffiths left, and he yeah. signed for Doncaster Rugby Union. He did, mate. Yeah, and he. Uh, he offered me a contract. He wanted me to play outside centre. Right. And he was in the championship, and that yeah. was the best year of rugby I've ever had. I was I was flying. I was fit as out. And he actually went down and met him. And I thought I spoke to him, and I thought 
I've never played before, and I just thought, can't be one of them plays from you go from rugby league to like playing union and rubbish. And but I just, I didn't. I it was doing full time as well. I thought they would t- take a chance and have like try and get a full time thing. But yeah, I've never played it. I think I played one game in school, and I've never played it. I don't like watching it. Yeah. So I've I've never liked the game. I'm not one of them what's like bitter about union at which. Yeah, yeah. It's just not your thing, is it? No, it's just yeah. not. I respect people playing it because it's a brutal sport. Yeah, but fair I just enough. I just didn't take him up on it to be honest, and I don't know ever have a little regret about it in the back of my mind, thinking what if a, do you know what would have come of it in a way? Yeah, because it was good yeah, money yeah. what he offered. It was more similar to what to what was getting work. Right, yeah, no, there is a few quid there. Yeah, there's loads of money in that championship in the union. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's still there, still there, Clive. I think. Yeah, no, he, I can't remember who he took. He took a witness lad on loan from somewhere. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, listen, it, again, if it was meant to be, mate, you'd have, you'd have done it, wouldn't you? So. Yeah, I've, when Brad, I'm good mates with Mike, Mike Gillen. I've known, yeah. I've known Pac for, eight, for years since I was a yeah. kid. And I've actually, I've watched, been and watched a few games. I'm not right. know well she went well she was over yeah. here. Yeah. I was considering having a, having a go, but I thought, no, I'm too old. I don't get too many getting injured too much, but maybe in a third team with all the 50, 60 year olds. Yeah, with a few beers, guaranteed. Yeah, therefore, <laughs> just two pints and a pie after the game. Yeah, so what, what's life like for you now, Gary? Just chill, mate. It's just it's obviously two girls and this. I've been married for a while now. Yeah. Just a, just comfortable, mate. Just go work. Obviously, I've got my own plastering company with yeah. my mate, one of my best mates, Gav. I'm just. Just go to work every day and come home. I don't don't work weekends since my little girl was born. She the, she, the three year old. I said I'll never work a weekend weekend again, and I never have. Brilliant. Just family family time. Like yeah. I still st- still don't miss stuff with the lads. I went wigging at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, stayed over in wigging with one of the lads' retirement dudes and never never missed any anything to like stuff like that. Which to me, misses is one of the most laid back and chilled persons ever. Yeah, but your so priorities are right. Yeah, you don't miss stuff yeah. like that when you've no. make make an effort because people make an effort for you, don't you? That's it, mate. So the time of the chat where they're asking a few daft questions, mate. But you've answered the first one, but just for people that might have missed it, mate, any pre-match superstitions? Just uh, taking the tape off me socks. Yeah. Warm, pretty warm up, half time. Uh, sorry, in the warm up, then before I go out, and then half time. Right, toughest player you've played with and against. Uh, the toughest, the toughest player I've played with is probably Dan Danny Kilshaw. Right. Danny Kilshaw, he's, he was from Leeds. He was a scrum half. He, he played. I think he signed for Wigan when he was a kid. He's one of them, like a world beater. Yeah. He just went to Leeds, went back to Leeds, and he was just didn't want to play. Just enjoy family life and his mates. And uh, Danny Langtry, he's just signed for Barry. Played, oh, yeah. played for Oldham for years. He's one of he was hard as nails. Never really got on with him when he used to play against him for years. And then yeah. he, he was like, he didn't speak to me when I turned up to Oldham. <laughs> Probably thought, can't can't fucking stand you. Yeah. But he was come right, come played with him and got on with him. Yeah. And he, he's he's the toughest player I've ever played against. Right. And played with, to be honest, in a way. Yeah. Right, mate. So your favourite away ground? Uh, trying to think. Probably Headingley. Well, say Headingley. Yeah. I actually played a curtain razor at Canberra's ground. Uh, so when I was in Australia, when we I got picked in the the, the, yearly, the yearly team, yeah, the yearly team yeah. got picked in the best thirteen. Played standoff, and we, I think we got beat seventy eight nil by a group team, which it's wasn't just, nice, but it was, yeah, it was about ten thousand uh, as we were playing. But headingly, even yeah. Acad- academy, 
playing for the academy before the games, which I think he should do that, bring that back in a way. Yeah, they should definitely. No enjoyment playing like on a different venue. Why don't you just play curtain raises before games? It's well, that's it, and get get them lads that you're keen on, expose you to a decent crowd, isn't it? Yeah, stick definitely. A, and stick an offer on and that. Grow up a bit, then, don't you? Yeah, of course they do. So, say you and Gav have had a few Guinnesses, mate, because I've seen the images, uh, and the microphone ends up in your hand. What are you giving us? Uh, he sings Irish songs, Gav, because he's a fake Irishman. But uh, <laughs> I like build build me up for a cup, mate. Yeah, and yeah, do you give us a shuffle, or do you? No, just... I can't. I don't. I'm... You just blast it out, mate. Yeah, just, <laughs> mom, more time with mum and dad growing up, Northern Soul, yeah, so I'm into all that type of movie. Not all this new rubbish now. Yeah. <laughs> still into, still into, getting old yeah, now, so still. still into more time. No, brilliant, mate. So it's time for you 1 to 13. If you're all right, mate, you can start wherever you want to start. Yeah, I think fullback is uh, Ryan Fieldhouse. Don't yeah. even know Ryan. He played, played at Leeds with him. And then he played, went on, played Halifax, played. played a championship for years, I think. Rob yeah. Masson playing for Crusaders. Yeah. Probably is he on the wing, is he, Rob? He's on the ring, yeah. wing, Rob, yeah. Probably say two Percivals, to be honest, Chris and Dave. Didn't play yeah. many, any professional with Chris, but I played amateur with him and he's like freakish. Right. It's just like him and Dave with the same type of players. Yeah. Probably on the other wing, I'd say Shoot Raiden. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Danny Kilshaw, Scrum Half. Right. Uh, trying to think. Standoff. Probably not far off Jamie Dallymore. Yeah. Playing for, playing for Barrett or Jamie Durbin. As mad as yeah. he is. Played him for two years at Crusaders. He was wasted talent, but unbelievable. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Right, you, you pack, mate. Prop. Probably John O. Smith. He wouldn't say yeah. he's a prop, but he would. <laughs> yeah, uh, go to back row. Danny Langsy back rower. Yeah, loose forward. So, have you so, got a hooker and another prop? Uh, hooker it was probably Dave McConnell. He used to play right. for Saints and he played for Crusaders. He like played for Crusaders. He was he was a proper old, but he was he was good. Yeah, the other back rower was probably I'd say Stephen Wild. Right. Have you got another prop, mate? Uh, prop. There was a lad who used to play for Swiss, Sim, Sims Cross, actually, Lee Swain. Yeah. Swain, oh, he was like, he was only a midget, but he used to just, just bend people in half. Yeah, his tackle technique was yeah, good, wasn't it? tackle technique, yeah. yeah. And then you've got probably, Danny Wangsey, Steve Wilde. And probably yeah. loose forward to go Neil Percy. Yeah. Just so he could fit someone in a standoff. He was a standoff, really, but he wasn't because he was... Good, he was like me, good at decent hands, but I, I weren't the best of tacklers, but he used to bang people for fun. You've been listening to Trot the Eggin. Thanks to our sponsors, Bardell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Eggin and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in. <laughs>